Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced people, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Actually, I'm doing a little better than good. I am excited to report straight from San Diego Comic-Con. And we will do Comic-Con coverage next week. Um, <laughs> I just totally interrupted your train of thought. Yes, you did. But it's okay. Marvel announced five-issue mini based on the novel Thrawn. How about that? I am loving that. It, it makes me wonder how much that Timothy Zahn is going to be involved with this. I don't know. Maybe as a consultant. Please, Marvel, if you are listening, for the love of all things holy, bring this man in. Even Uh, if it's for a coffee and a jelly donut, bring him in. No, it was was announced um, at the Lucasfilm, essentially the Lucasfilm writers panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I don't know the exact name of the panel. We'll discuss that next week. Um, but she, it was, when she announced it, uh, the, the writers, oh shoot. Who did she say the writers were? I just added her too. It's, it wasn't Heather. No. Um, shoot. Oh shoot. Who is it? Jody Hauser. And Luke Ross. Jody Hauser will be the writer. Luke Ross will be the artist. Okay. There you go. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at. And then on top of that, again, take a listen to Wookiee Radio. We'll talk about it more. But the, the preliminary model sketches for the Afro figure look amazing. And let's just think about this. This is a character that first appeared in Marvel comics. That's true. In the, in the pages of Darth Vader, the first Darth Vader title. Yep. And speaking of that, I do have my triple zero to go with it because at Disney build a droid, they have protocol droids now. Oh, and I built my black C3PO droid that I'm naming trips. <laughs> Does it speak bocce? Because you know you're supposed know. to you're supposed to check if you get a protocol droid. I don't know. 
that is kind of like the litmus test. It's kind of like it speaks bocce that it's safe to buy. It's kind of like Norton Utilities. <laughs> well, my, the next one I'm going back, I'm going back and I'm making AP, AP5 from Rebels, who is the, uh, the RA7 type droid. That's the Death Star the, type, droid, right? Correct. And an AP5 is blue, which I didn't pay much attention to until I was watching <laughs> Finishing off season four or season three of Rebels with with my daughter, <clears throat> I was like, "Oh yeah, he is blue." So make him to go with the chopper and get myself another C three PO R two, and I have the three stages of the odd couple of droids: <laughs> the good, the neutral, the evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Also, too, I'm going to put this out there. There is something good that came out of the Fantastic Flop. And what's that? Well, apparently, Kate Mara marries her former co-star, Jamie Bell, who they met while filming the Fantastic Flop. Uh, Aww. So, um... It's a love born at the bottom of the cinematic ladder. So while while the movie turned out to be quite a disaster, their their relationship is the only thing that grew positive out of that movie. (laughs) So um, apparently they announced their engagement back in January and and they finally had their wedding this past weekend. So congrats to them. Congrats. Yay. So now something else that happened this past weekend was D23. And uh, let's talk a little bit about movies that were announced at D23. <laughs> oh, a, a little, it, there was a little bit of talk about movies. You know, uh, one or two in particular. Um, uh, well, let's talk about. Well, let me let me get the lineup out first before we get right. before we get to that part. Oh, um, so let's do that. So a glimpse at. At the nine films through 2019, uh, we've already had Doctor Strange. We've already had Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, hinging on this, coming out um, November of this year, Black Panther? Wait, no. Really? No. Thor, okay. Did your train so, of thought, like, derail? No, I think this article is is off. I think this article is from last year. Uh-oh. On D23's uh-huh. website. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, they did announce mo- upcoming movies now. Right. But they're talking Thor Ragnarok, July 28th. That's not happening. No. Well, it's, it's not the 28th yet. It's November. All right. Well, that's, that's true. They didn't. Okay. <sighs> okay. So. Well, and- let's go ahead and jump ahead to Kylan's story. <laughs> yeah, there doing. you go. Well, here's one that we know is happening. Uh, yeah, so uh, Avengers Infinity War, which is going to be uh, the next... Well, see, according to his articles, Marvel's next big movie. But I think based on the excitement for Thor and the excitement for Black Panther, let's just call it the big one where everybody's going to get together. We'll call it that. This is the biggest. I think it's the biggest, okay? So... Uh, yeah. Now the people at uh, the the people who were present for D twenty three 
were treated to uh, like a five minute clip from the movie. Okay, uh, so and there was this panel of, and the, the panel was there to celebrate ten years of Marvel and to tease what is to come. And so at the panel we had uh, Feige who brought out Josh Brolin, uh, who's Thanos. Uh, Paul Bettany, who's Vision, Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, Karen Gillan, who is Nebula, Tom Clementif. I, I, I never right. knew how to pronounce that one. Uh, she's Mantis. Dave Bautista, who's Drax, Don Cheadle, War Machine, Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier, Anthony Mackie, who's Falcon, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, Mark Ruffalo, Hulk. Chris uh, Hemsworth, Thor, and Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Now, notice there is one prominent Avenger who's not present. Hold Howard on to that. Howard the Duck. Exactly. So hold on to that. So so they're talking about how you know, this uh, – so we're coming up on 10 years, 10 years of Marvel movies. And, you know, starting with Iron Man back in 2008. And, uh, you know, they were you know, just looking at – no, from the beginning and going through to where we are now, and then looking at where we're going beyond. So now with this Avengers Infinity War clip, we see my now from what I've read that uh, you see Thor floating out in space. The Guardians pick him up. So I got goosebumps right there. <laughs> so <laughs> so so now thing is. I, so it makes me wonder, like, does this happen? No. Is this happening as a result of what happens in Ragnarok? Is it before? Is it during? So it's leaving me with more questions than answers. Okay. So as it probably was supposed to. Exactly. You know, and then me, me feeling a little bit salty that I wasn't there to actually witness all of this. Uh, you get Spidey in his new suit. You got Iron Man fighting Thanos. Uh, yeah, there is a lot going on. Um, so, so now, so they're saying that you no know, Infinity War is going to cap off everything Marvel has done for the past decade. Okay. Um, he and now Feige goes on to say that it really is an unprecedented culmination of a series of films interlinked together. And I have to admit, I cannot think of another franchise that has done this much respect to star wars but no we're talking about uh, a series of uh, a, a vast series of movies uh with from with different characters different genres all managed to interlink but yet be able to stand on their own you know and each of them enjoyable in their own way some more than others depending on what you're into uh so so yes yeah, so this is going to be huge now, the other question uh, that we're all asking is, what about Steve Rogers? Well, uh, there is a, a Black Panther clip, and you see Steve Rogers in Wakanda in a beard. And the rumor is that we're going to get Steve Rogers as Nomad. Uh, so I don't know how many of you out there uh, or how long you've been reading Captain. Uh, Captain America or how familiar you, you are with the total history of Steve Rogers. But there's been times where Steve has walked away from the shield. Yes, uh, yes, there have. It has. And I believe the first time that he walked away from the shield back in the 70s, he took on the mantle of Nomad mm -hmm. because he felt like he was a man without a country. Uh, but he still continued 
to do good. Now, even as Nomad, he didn't have a shield. No. No, he didn't have a shield. But that was okay. He's a super soldier. <laughs> so, um, and so now this is just a rumor right now. But based on certain things that were said in Spider-Man Homecoming... I can see this being a possibility. I could be wrong. I mean, this could just be pure speculation. Uh, But we still don't know what's going on with uh, Steve. You know, there's uh, even in um, Spider-Man, there's talk about the uh, about the the events that take place after Civil War. And, you know, and so things were basically discussed in vague terms. Uh, So maybe we're going to get nomad i personally i hope we do uh considering uh that uh chris evans has well he has what maybe what one more movie on his uh didn't he extend his contract he extended it about one i think he extended it through the end of this current session so basically so he could get in both parts of these two avengers movies coming up yeah right so, 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 we're so we'll so we're, we will definitely see him in some capacity through the second Avengers or the fourth Avengers movie. Yeah, and I think it, I think chances are good that we would see him as Nomad, and but please, dear Lord, not in that same outfit. No, oh, no, heavens no. I mean, take off that cape. If that looks like something you know, like Leisure Suit Larry would wear. Yeah, that uh, you the know, village that, that, people that, are calling. <laughs> that, that 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 short cape, that short cape only belongs. Like, Elvis could pull it off. Yeah, I'll just yeah. leave it at that. You know? Yeah, this looks like one of Elvis's outfits. It really does. Now, and I guess you know, given given the time frame, I mean, he was he was trying to get away from the Captain America red, white, and blue. Right. Uh, so he he went with blue and gold. Which right. means what? He's you know Notre Dame should be calling, shouldn't they? Um, I would think, yeah. Or Kent, or or uh, or who is it? Michigan, University. Michigan. There you go. Michigan. You go. Blue and no. blue and yellow, that sort of thing. Oh, excuse me, it's maize. They maze. call it okay. maize. Yeah, yeah. Don't call it yellow around them. <laughs> oh God, no. Don't get no. cranky. No, no. <laughs> but you, I also think that there could be the possibility that. He would show up as the captain. There is a possibility of that. If you remember back late eighties, early nineties, yep. uh, he 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 basically got fired as Captain America. He did, yeah. Uh, he got stripped of his title. He got stripped of his shield. He got stripped of his uniform. So what does he do? He comes out with this black, red, and white outfit that is clearly based off of Captain America, but mm-hmm. it's. As it, it's it's not, and so it's one that the U.S. agent, yeah, uh, the yeah, who he's the replaced him as Captain America. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. Walker, who replaced Steve Rogers as Captain America, wound up re, you know taking his old costume and becoming the U.S. agent with it. So, I think there are both those possibilities. What I would think more likely than not, you're going to see. Nomad, but with the captain's outfit. Okay, I, I maybe can go with that. maybe something more along the lines of the stealth suit that he wore at the beginning of Winter Soldier. 
Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. But but more black and red, right. you know, no blue to it. Right. See, that right there, to me, would be just flat-out awesome. Right. Yeah. And I mean, because he's not Cap, he can he can leave the beard, he can go scruffy, yeah. and if he... It, I, I'm just going to say it, lose the cowl. Yeah. Because I, it works great in the comics, mm-hmm. but not every look from the comics translates well. No, it does. And that's no. and that's something that uh, that people have been criticizing the Inhumans, and we'll talk about the Inhumans later. But you see Black Bolt the the way he looks in the new Inhumans TV series, and people are saying, "Well, that looks just like a bad cosplayer." I'm he should look more like the comic version. And I'm like, dude, no, it's spandex with underarm wings. I'm actually okay with it. I'm okay with the look, but that's because. Like I said, not all comic outfits translate well to real life. They don't. And like like uh, Hawk, Hawkeye's look, like okay, like the the more tactical look that they went with for him, that works. If you that went totally the, works. If you went with the comic look, oh well, I mean the original comic look for Hawkeye. That he looked like a Technicolor Batman. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That just wouldn't fly. Uh, so. To me, people get hung up over the costuming, yes. and I'm like, make it work for the character, mm-hmm. make it make sense for the character. Yeah. But the, you're not watching it for the costume; you're watching it for the character in the costume. Exactly. I mean, you look at a Daredevil's costume, and it's nothing like his his uh, what he wears in the comics. There's a reason for it. You know, they give you that reason in the show, and it works. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, the the other the other catch is too, you know, in the comics, you can have that realm of, you know, things not being practical because it's understood it's in the comics, whereas in live to try and get to that practicality isn't always going to work out. No, it's not, and and it's going to be. It's going to be difficult to make. I mean, even look at Batman. They they modified the Batman outfits over the years. They did to to make it practical for what people were wearing. Not right. always successfully, but we won't touch that. Uh, nipples. <laughs> Sample the. T- you remember the tick from the comics? Yeah. Yes. Okay. His outfit looked good in the comics. Then they made the animated series, mm-hmm. which it pretty much was just. It was a direct carryover. They right. didn't alter it, and it worked in the comics, and it worked in the animation. But then yeah. they brought it to live action with Patrick Warburton, and they're doing it again. I think it's on Amazon now. Yeah. And you just can't – you could not bring the tick to live action and keep it the way it is and expect people to take uh, – you can kind of pull it off in the tick because you don't expect them to take it seriously. Right, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to, you just have to let go and let the costumers do their thing. Yep. Now it doesn't always work, but you got to give them that freedom to do it. Right. Yep. So, um, I guess since we started to bring up Inhumans, mm-hmm. let's carry on into Inhumans. Yeah, now, there was discussion during D23 about the Inhumans series, but 
it's really that the there was a new trailer that came out between the end of D23 and the start of San Diego Comic-Con and all says oh my goodness it is fantastic yeah we finally get to see Medusa's hair being Medusa's hair yes now when you when we first saw the pictures there was like the dude her hair is like flat which we knew you're going to have to make that CGI anyway. There's no way you could practical effect Medusa's hair. But we finally get it to we finally get to see it. Uh, you see you see Black Bolt. Uh, you see Maximus. Uh, you also see uh, Isabel Cornish as Crystal, and Sonia Balmores as Aram. Uh, you also you get to see the uh, Triton and Karnak and uh, Gorgon. You get to see a lot of these people in action. Yeah. Yeah, but favorite parts of this lockjaw. Yeah, yeah. I th- let's let's face it. It's a bulldog. It's a giant bulldog. The University of Georgia would be proud. They should be sponsoring this. They should be sponsoring parts of this show, if nothing else. You know, lockjaw <laughs> provided by the University of Georgia Bulldogs. But he looks good in these in this trailer, and the teleportation effect is just awesome. Yes, I keep using yeah. the word awesome, but but I think it fits here because the effect. For those of you who have not seen the trailer, the effect is almost like sand blowing in the wind. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like you make a, a giant sand sculpture and you just put a high velocity air blast on it. And it just whoosh. I've, you've seen a lot of teleportation effects in uh, in Marvel movies and really in others as well. Uh, you saw Time Cop, where it was pretty much just a ripple. Right, it is a ripple in this in, uh, in reality uh, with Nightcrawler and X Men uh, United. It was you got the nice little poof, the bamf, yes, and whatnot. I think, and of course, you saw it in Agents of Shield with Gordon teleporting the place. Yeah, right. but this I have not seen a teleportation effect like this before. So I will give them. Cr- credit for at least within my frame of reference being original because there are different kinds of teleportation and so you should have different effects for it right um and of course if you see the trailer you pretty much know the 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 plot you can get the plot pretty much from it Uh, maximus maximus stages a coup drives out black bolt and those loyal to him they wind up on Earth in Hawaii, if I remember correctly, and they're being hunted down. They're being chased. Uh, looks like Triton uh, takes a bullet somewhere, and you get to see get to see Gorgon in action. You get mm-hmm. to see hitting and like you know flying boot to the head kick. Uh, you get to see him stomping and getting the area effect going. Right. But I think aside from Lockjaw's teleportation, my favorite part of this trailer is Gorgon taking out the Moon Rover. Yes. <laughs> it's as they're saying, well, you know, the humans are going to find us sooner or later. Here comes a little happy you know, moon rover. All of a sudden, you see a, a leg just slam down in front of the camera, and it goes black. And then the next thing you see is Gorgon, like, tossing it onto a trash pile. And it's just kind of like, it, it's almost like call Wally. We've, we've yeah. got some tr- compact. So I think this gave us a, a lot of what we were looking for. Now there's still some questions about you know 
there's a scene where you see Black Bolt. He's not in his outfit. He's in a suit. Try in, in the streets of what looks to be New York, where police are trying to apprehend him, and they're not having a good time of it. It's like, what's he doing in New York if they were supposed to be in Hawaii? Are we going to be bringing in some agents of Shield? Are we going to be bringing in some? Uh, are we going to be bringing in some Avengers, some Defenders, maybe? Who knows? So I mean, there, there's already talk of a crossover between Shield and Inhumans. It, it would seem a shame not to bring in the agents of Shield at some point. Right. I, I wonder if it's going to happen with the final episode or final two episodes. Possible. So. Um, well, to continue on with D23 news, this is that part of the program I can only talk about what has been announced. Uh-huh. And the part he's not talking about is the parks and resorts announcements from D23. And there were several comments. There, they're not comments. They're announcements. There were several announcements that should make Marvel fans rather happy. Yeah. Um, for instance, I know there is uh, – you know what? I'm going to go Disney Parks block. This is where the Guardians ride announcement is. But I'm going to hit the Disneyland Resort as well because there was talk of Marvel at – here we go. Im- immersive – Superhero experience coming to the California Adventure Park. Uh, at D23, Bob Shapik, Chapik, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, gave a hint at what's coming for some of your favorite superheroes at California Adventure. Soon, Guardians of the Galaxy will be joined by Superman and the Adventures and what will be a completely immersive superhero universe at the park. New stories will build on the success of the new and already popular Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout and create a place where you could team up with your favorite superheroes like you've like never before. Um, there are no details yet to share, but keep an eye out on um, Disney Parks blog and here, Mighty Marvel Geeks, as those announcements continue. Um, I will not speculate. I will not do any such thing. It's as it comes, it will come. Just like with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It was also announced that at Epcot, Universe of Energy, aka Ellen's Energy Adventure, is going away. That has been announced. Um, the attraction will close on August 13th. Um, the new attraction will be Guardians of the Galaxy inspired and will adhere to the original vision of Epcot's future world as a place to experience the excitement and adventure offered by space travel. Uh, Just skipping past some of this. Uh, This will be the perfect place for a Guardians-inspired attraction. And on the Disney Park blogs, there's a couple pictures where it looks like the building front is still going to stay the same, which is fine because it has that Guardians look to it. It fits yeah, that. Yeah, it does. It still has that futuristic space look, especially with all those solar powers on it. Solar powers, solar panels. 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 Well, so, it's solar powered. Yeah. 
Now, I will honestly say, yes, I know more about this ride, but I can't say. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to leave it as tease like that. And uh, anything that comes out, I have n- out of Kylan or Eric's mouth, disclaimer, I have not spoke to them about this. I have not fed anything to them. At this point in time, I am completely I have done my piece. I have reported on what has been announced, and the announcement is universe, the current Universe of Energy attraction closes on August 13th of 2017, and it will be rethemed to a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Period. Okay. That's all I can say. So my speculation, and Kylan, feel free to, to jump in on this. Uh, I am. I've got. I've pulled up the article from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, they have two p- bits of concept art that are part of this article. I've pulled up the exterior shot where you're standing pretty much in front of the building of what it will soon to be no longer Ellen's Energy Adventure. And I'm just going to tell you, Universe of Energy was one of the first things that I rode when I went to Epcot in 1985. Right. I thought it was amazing, but then it's, it's no ride about Disney. movies. That's great. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was an old ride and it had, it had dinosaurs. It had dinosaurs that looked and acted and sounded and, and in some cases smelt realistic. That was yeah. great. Have, you, have yeah. you ever noticed there were dinosaurs from the, the dinosaurs were all intermixed amongst the different periods of dinosaurs that there were dinosaurs that weren't around when others were. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, uh, did you notice that part of that was straight out of Fantasia? Yep. <laughs> there is a scene that is re- there's a scene from Fantasia that is recreated in that. But anyway, uh, the ride tech has not really improved in the last thirty years. As a matter of fact, over at Disney's, there was Countdown to Extinction, which is now called Dinosaur. Yep. A whole lot better. Oh, that so is, it's also based on the Indiana Jones ride tech. Right. And so I wish I could say I'm sad to see Universe of Energy, excuse me, Ellen's Energy Adventure leaving. I wish I could say it. But this looks very interesting. Uh, So, Kylan, let's take a look at the exterior shot. You see right there in front of the building a Nova Corps ship. Yeah, I will say I'm going to talk about the artwork with you guys because it's been released. This is the concept art. Okay. So you see the Nova Corps ship, and you see a Nova Corps soldier, officer, police, whatever you want to call them, standing there by the ship. So it looks like this could be like a walk-around character. Yeah. Uh, And and that would be perfect. It looks like this, and there's the Nova Corps emblem Emblem. back on the back of the – inside by the entrance. So I think it's kind of safe to say just by going – on this concept art, that you're going to see a strong Nova Corps theme. That this could be possibly the Nova Corps, and this. And if you're going to take into account uh, the original co- purpose of Epcot, all right, that this is this is on the side where it's mankind's achievements, right? Because you also have like Mission Space and Test Track, which you know sort of thing. Now, if this was under the premise of uh, high people, we're the Nova Corps. We're here to give you like an introduction to the galaxy, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think this would be this would be great. You could have your Nova Corps officers running around, 
and it's you could just pretty much mass produce the outfits. Right. You don't have to spend a lot of time in makeup. You don't to have like if you were going to have uh, Gamora. No, that's the giant turtle. Gamora running around, or a Star Lord, or a Groot. Because there's there's a Groot and Rocket doing a meet and greet out front of the Nova ship. I don't think you're going to get a walk around Rocket, but you could definitely get a walk around Groot. Yeah, no, you, you you could possibly get. I don't know if you could get a, just don't an animatronic. Now you could get one that stands in one place, right? right? Kind of like what we're th- what they're doing with Baby Groot now, because the animatronic level of technology is is there. You see it in Mission Breakout, where you could get a good rocket. You could but also, I don't think you're going to get it the way that it's shown in the concept art, unless it's something like uh, they're pushing. Okay, I, I can't say this now. Okay. Um, now, <laughs> oh, why does it feel like you're that, like, so, like you're being debriefed? Let's also but, look at the exterior building. You yeah. know that if you're going to do this, you're going to have to move the ride system. Yeah, because the ride system, Kylan, have you been in it? Uh, yeah, because but mind you, man, I'm talking like I was there in 2005. It's been a while. It's enough to know that you're basically sitting in theater boxes. Yeah, yeah. There's you and about three dozen of your closest friends are riding along in in a theater, the theater seats. Yeah. So it's it's great for a high capacity ride, but it's about as exciting as the home shopping network at 3 a.m. And trust me, I know what I'm talking about. It's just it, you can't. <laughs> It can't be exciting, so it makes me wonder what kind of ride system they're going to put in there. Right. Well, this concept art has just the, the front of the of the building as it stands. So if you're just going to use the building as is and just refurbish the inside, that's going to kind of limit what you could do. You could do motion simulators. You could do, uh, you could do a, a, like the Indiana Jones ride vehicle system. Uh, you could do um, you could do like the uh, the Kuka arms like they had for uh, some of all thrills, and I think they also use it for the for one of the uh, Harry Potter rides over at Universal. Now, if you're going to do something to this building, so you're going to open this building up, the sky is as to what you could put back in there. But if you're going to put in something that does space, it's got to be enclosed. Yeah. Like a space mountain. You could not do space mountain outside and be able to pull that off. No. No, not at all. So, I mean, it's for something like that, it's going to have to be exciting. It's going to have to be um, – it's going to have to have a, a good dynamic range of motion. I would not rule out roller coaster. As a matter of fact, I've heard rumors roller coaster. But I don't see a roller coaster in the building as it exists now. Right. It's just not big enough. But I do see it as being something Novacore uh, centric because I think that would be as close to the the roots of Epcot Center as possible. Right. And Bob Chapek did say <laughs> that it was going to is going to do justice, I guess, to the to the original concept. Now we look at the inside. It's not Novacore. Um, no, it's not Novacore, but it, this room does not have to be Novacore for the rest of the ride to be Novacore. True. This could be, you see the Milano, uh, you see Rocket and Groot. Now, this is where I see the Rocket animatronic coming into play as some kind yeah. of briefing 
it's kind of like in Mission Space. You go in, you see, uh, you know, Michael, uh, oh, Gary Sinise. Why am I yeah. wanting to call him Michael? Uh, so I can't go into that ride without going full Forrest Gump. Lieutenant Diane, I'm going to send us up into orbit on the simulator. <laughs> so this is going to be this looks like it's going to be a very similar setup you've right. got a group of people and this is there there are doors on what look to be doors on the sides and they're all in some kind of lined off area so it's kind of like you get inside you get the people all inside the the lined off area so you know you've got enough to get the briefing and get them on to the next stage of the ride Mm-hmm. This this is pretty much standard Disney policy at this point, or, or operating procedure. Get them into a big briefing area, give them the video, or give them the animatronics, and then send them on to the ready rooms. Right. So you see to the right of Rocket and Groot, there are two big screens. It looks like it's going to be two groups of something. So it could be like the simulators, like you know, two teams, like a mission space. Right. Uh, let's see. It looks like looking in at the Milano, you have Gamora and Star Lord, and it makes you wonder what they're doing sitting there because the Milano looks like it's kind of like tilted down on its nose, almost right. standing on its nose, right? Almost like it's it's being suspended, like there's a crane that's grabbed it at the at at the rear and just hoisting it up. Hmm. Look like they would be animatronics in this, but the Milano looks like it could very easily be like a, a giant computer screen. Right. Yeah. So aside from that, there's not really a, a whole lot that you can tell about this one. No. No. Um, and breaking at this moment at recording, Chip Zdarsky wins his Eisner. Cool. Sweet. Congrats. So. So when we have him on the show, he'll be introduced as Eisner Award-winning Chip Sadarsky. Yay. We'll have another Eisner winner. So I guess we won't see for a while because and, – and here's the thing. This is not the shortest notice of a ride going down no. for Rubbishment, no. but it's still not giving you a whole lot of, a whole lot of uh, lead time on this. No. Well, get started. They – they just announced too the great movie rides going down the same day. Hey, same day. So, so next few months, maybe for the next year, you're going to see a lot of construction walls around the Disney Resort. <laughs> yeah, you are. But once those walls come back down, there's there's no telling what we're going to get. That's true. This is very true. So, take there is one thing that you can uh, you can see if. If you're a Marvel fan and if you're up for a trip to Europe, there's construction walls going up over there as well. But this time it's at the Hotel New York, which is one of the uh, the, the hotels that are attached to Disneyland Paris. Uh, let's see. My, I'm trying to get my computer to uh, to give me some information on that. But, of course, the computer – darn you, Hydra. Because here in the States, we don't really – unless you're in Vegas, we don't really need a hotel themed in New York. But if you're in Paris, you know maybe you will. Yeah. Uh, it says, a relax amid soaring skyscrapers, spacious rooms, and our biggest pool at this New York-style four-stars hotel. And, it, again, it's got the New York theme. What was announced at D23 is that this Hotel New York is getting a reimagining uh, to make it the New York of the Marvel Universe. Oh, Interesting. 
Yeah, uh, Bob Chapek again said, uh, "Quote: We're going to create a hotel at Disneyland Paris that would make Tony Stark proud." Uh, I'm thrilled to announce that Disney's Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, will transport our guests to the action-packed, inspiring world of superheroes, including Iron Man, The Avengers, and Spider-Man, among others. Now, there hadn't been a lot of details dropped on that, right? But some of the artwork that we have seen. Uh, you see, like a uh, like a lobby area where you've got uh, Thor's hammer, Cap shield, uh, Loki's scepter, and then you have like three suits of Iron Man armor. So it's going to be in it's going to be very New York, but also very Marvel. I mean, there's there's large scale art all over the all over the walls, uh, and that same image where you had like the the armors and stuff you can see above one of the hallways a uh, black and white uh print of spider-man and dr strange yep and another lobby shot this looks to be i guess where you where you come in yeah because there's the reception desk on one side uh let's see if i can pull up a better look at this uh the village into the parks there are huge black and white prints all over the place. I, I can see, you know, Iron Man. I can see Thor. I can see Hulk, uh, Spider Man, and just a whole bunch of others. Yep. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be as immersive, as interactive as the Star Wars Resort that also got announced. But this looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty heavy dose of Marvel once you get there. Sounds like it. And you can do worse than Marvel's New York, you know? Yeah. Cool. So, but there, we do have some news that is not D23 related. Uh, yeah. Um, so, looks like uh, Ike Perlmutter is no longer Marvel CEO, okay? Uh, and uh, this article, and uh, this is a quote from the article, his aversion to the limelight runs so deep that he's no longer CEO of Marvel. And yet, news outlets continue to confer that title upon him because there has never been any press release announcing he had relinquished that role. Yeah, so uh, so it seems like he, uh, at least according to this article, looks like that he has not that he left at the end of May, possibly. Um, Quite possibly. Yeah, so, uh, and also it seems that he did not have, he, he did not have a, a lot of fans you know, during his uh, time with Marvel. Um, uh, let's start with Kevin Feige. Yes, and yeah. that, that's an article, that article named him prominently. Um, in fact, they said that I guess Pearl. They held. They said Pearl was responsible. I guess for I guess the issues with Feige. Um, well, Pearl was almost responsible for the downfall of the MCU. I mean, it, think about yeah, it. That, that's true. I mean, it didn't seem like. I mean, from not. I obviously did not know the man, but it didn't seem like that he that he understood comics. It didn't seem like he was. A comic guy, he seemed like he was more of a businessman, and but his business was not comics. There's nothing wrong with a business person being head of a company, but if you're going to be a head of a company, you sh- should at least have an interest in what that company is about, right? Yeah. Or 
if you're not going to do that, then you need to have people around you who are. Right. right. Well, I, I, lo- I love the story how it says Perlmutter was also responsible for there not being a female Marvel Studios movie, which obviously blew up in his face when Wonder Woman was released back in May. Hmm. Yes. Coincidence? Well, all right. I'm, I'm going to caution us here. This article that we're reading from is from Cosmic Book News. Right. Nothing is confirmed. Nothing is what I would consider solid information. Right. Now, is it, is, it is referencing an article from The Hollywood Reporter, but there's a lot of Ike Perlmutter is said to be. Or he is said to be responsible for this, or said to be responsible for that. So let's treat this what it is. It is speculation. It is a rumor. And until we have some sort of definitive statement from Marvel or from Disney, that's all we can treat it as. Right. I mean, the the article itself uh, does not, you know, okay, for the information that it's giving... It definitely seems like there's a slant against the guy. Uh, apparently, it's saying that um, it seems that I guess since he's left, uh, that you no, know, we've seen X Men and the Wolverine return to comics uh, and uh, gaming and uh, Marvel merchandise. It's also speculated that the Fantastic Four may be returning to Marvel comics. Uh, which guys, you know, I did call that. Okay. I did call I, that. I need to step in at this point and say, partially my fault because I put the story up and didn't realize until Eric just said something. According to Bleeding Cool, yeah, Marvel Chairman Ike Perlmutter didn't just step down or change his title. He is still Chairman of Marvel Entertainment, which is excluding Marvel Studios. Okay. The article that we've been paraphrasing from or utilizing has speculated that we will see changes because of, due to Perlmutter's ousting, and that's not the case. It was just a title change from CEO to chairman. Ah, we stand corrected. So I think at that point in time, we might want to call the wraps on this. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> so... Well, at this point in time, that can mean just one thing. That's the picks of the week. And again, I'm going to apologize for that last story. Uh, it came across. I didn't look to see who it was. Um... With them quoting the Hollywood Reporter, I thought it was a little more reliable than it was, and it wasn't. Well, speculation. If we if we discuss a rumor as a rumor, and we make clear that that's all it is, yeah, it's not like we're fake news. We're discussing no. a rumor. Exactly. So, um, but these picks are not rumors. No, these we no, have solid information that these picks. And I'll, I'll start us off since I also have the Marvel Unlimited pick this week. Uh, 
My first pick is I Am Groot number three. Groot and his new friends go off on a quest to get home. But will Groot realize there's a traitor in in his midst? And how will he react when he meets some very familiar looking strangers? You know, we reached out to Groot for for a comment on this, and all he came back with was, Actually, actually, these days, it's more like, I am Groot. Actually, he's Groot. You remember at the end of the movie, though, he was surly teenager, wasn't he? (laughs) I am Groot. He's my teenager. I'm sorry. (laughs) Groot now sounds like half the women in Newark. (laughs) I ain't going there. <laughs> I ain't either. So, Eric, your first pick of the week. Okay, my first pick of the week is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 21, written by Brandon Mark Clare, art by Nastasia Bustos. Good girl gone bad. The Omniwave projector, the very device that sent time and space to bring Devil Dinosaur to the present, is on the fritz. So when Lanella and Devil return home, things are not quite as they remember. Intriguing. Kylan, your number one pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Captain America Steve Rogers. Uh, the writer is Nick Spencer. The art is by Javier Pina. And the cover is by Elizabeth Tork. Uh, this is a Secret Empire tie-in. Steve Rogers has won over the hearts and minds of the people, save one. Unfortunately, that one is the person closest to him, the one he cares about the most. And so, Sharon Carter has a fateful decision to make. Okay. Well, my number two pick is Gwyn- the unbelievable Gwynpool number 18. Gwynpool is no stranger to trouble in the Marvel Universe. But now it seems the Marvel Universe is after her. Whose secret identity does she blurt out this time? Oh, uh-oh. And it looks like there might be a cameo of Howard in this one, looking at the cover. So I'm excited for that. Well, there you go. Well, my second pick of the week is kind of like yours, only mine is Devil number 34. Written by Jerry Duggan, art by... Uh, Matteo Lolly and cover art by David Lopez. It's not easy living under a Hydra government, especially when you accidentally sided with them. Yeah, Deadpool messed up pretty badly this time. Plus, Deadpool versus Agent Preston for the fate of Ellie. Okay, Kylan, you're up. Uh, number two is Captain America, Sam Wilson, number 24. Uh, and okay, yeah, and uh, the writer is Nick Spencer. Uh, art is by Joe Bennett. And the cover is uh, Elizabeth Torque. This is also a Secret Empire tie-in. No more prevaricating. No more hesitation. Sam Wilson is back in harness as Captain America to lead the fight against his ultimate foe. Okay. Well, my final pick... Should be no surprise. Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, number 10. Aphra's back with a brand new plan that's guaranteed to pay. There's just one teensy problem. And if I remember right, this is actually the second book this month of Dr. Aphra's. Because hmm. I believe number nine came out earlier this month. I believe it did. So, getting a twofer. It's a BOGO deal. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Aphra, get the second one free. I wish it was. 
All right, well, my final pick of the week is a trade paperback, and it ties into a former guest here on Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Nova Volume 1 Resurrection Trade Paperback, written by Jeff Loveness, art by Ramon Perez. Richard Ryder is back, and when he makes his roaring return to the Marvel Universe, it changes everything for Sam Alexander. How will the young Nova cope with his predecessor's unfathomable homecoming? Is Earth big enough for two Nova helmet-wearing protectors? Strap in, true believer. You've never seen a Nova book like this before. Action meets romance as Sam goes on a date with a new girl in school, while Rich reconnects with an old flame. The Guardian called Gamora. But all the while, the truth of Rich's time in the Cancerverse is festering in the background. And it is dangerous. It's the comeback you've all been waiting for. But will it be a happy ending or a terrifying new beginning? Now, this is collecting Nova numbers one through seven. Okay. And Kylan. Uh, my last pick of the week is Black Panther, number 16. Uh, writer is Ta-Nehisi Coates. The art is by Wilfredo Torres. And the cover is by Brian Stillfries. Full cover charge. Club Fenris is the most exclusive night spot in New York City. Even the king has trouble getting in. T'Challa needs to get into VIP no matter what Piledriver and Thunderball say about the guest list. Still... Without the Wakandan gods looking over his shoulder, there's no telling what trouble T'Challa will get into. Okay. Well, I've got the Marvel Unlimited pick for this week, and it's a doozy. <laughs> you act like you're scared or something. Uh, we probably are. Maybe a little bit. Well, this was originally published June 30th, 2010. Added to Marvel Unlimited February 14th, 2011. It's the Spider-Ham 20th Anniversary Special, number one. I wondered. (laughs) I knew it. The time for not waiting is over. The original Spider-Pig turns 25 when J. Jonah Jackal, Mary Crane, and Pete's beloved Aunt May are kidnapped on his 25th birthday. Spider-Ham was battled Dr. Octopus and the Swinister Six. Six Swinister Six. (laughs) Six to one odds, but don't get your tail in a bunch. When the slop's on, this pig throws down. And Tom DeFalco and Jacob Chabot, the creators of the X-Babies, are there to bring it to you. Then take a look into the many possible fates of Spider-Ham as assistant watcher, as the assistant watcher answers the questions you've never really thought about in Marvel Why Not? A six-page spider Spider-Ham Extravaganza by Tom Tom Payer uh, from from The Amazing Spider-Man and Agnes Garb, Garbowska from Girl Comics. Finally, in the not-too-distant future, Swiney Girl, the daughter of Spidey, Spider-Ham, returns to face down Crayfin's Last Bunt by Tom D. and Adam D. Cracker. And this was a one-shot. So... <laughs> I love Spider Ham. <laughs> such a cool character. There of course, you go. that was 2010. That was 25 years. So Man. 30 years in 2015. He'll be 35 years in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Hard to believe, huh? 
it really is. Yeah. I remember seeing Peter Parker, the amazing Spider-Ham, and um, I was just like, wow. <laughs> hey, he's still around. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. When I first when I first saw it, I thought, well, it's just a joke. It's kind of like a one-shot deal, but that pig's had some legs. He has. Yes. He really has. Yes, he has. So, any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts for me. No. I can't wait for next week's show. Well, I can't wait to hear next week's show. There you go. This is true. Yes. yes. You you will not be with us, unfortunately. Not be able to, but I can't wait to hear y'all's review of what all went on at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, and there's quite a bit. Oh, so much already. <laughs> oh already gosh. that we could have talked about, but no, we wanted to recap D23 because there was a lot of stuff there, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was. So, um, if that's going to be it... Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. So, Guardians, the artwork looks great. Can't wait to see what announcements come as as we progress closer to it. Play a death. Oh, yeah. Now my mind is kind of like, what would it have looked like if Guardians of the Galaxy had taken over Spaceship Earth? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That, that could be fun. That could be fun. Or that test There you go. There you I, go. I was glad to hear the Thrawn miniseries announcement. Stoked yeah. for that. So, it is a song Thrawn just being adapted. Not a Prezon Thrawn. Right. <laughs> so. Prezon. Prezon. Not Prezon Thrawn. I like that. Did, did you work on that one? I did. 